Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Catherine. We're the co-founders of Yo Massage, and you're listening to the Yo Massage Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you feel good. The things that increase hormones to make us feel connected, happy, and loved, while decreasing hormones that contribute to stress and anxiety. The things that will ultimately improve our quality of life by making us happier and healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. We can't wait for you to feel the difference this podcast makes in your life. Today, we are talking about color, um, the science behind how color affects us, how we interpret it, and how we can use it to our benefit. And just a reminder that our podcast is meant to be equal parts educational, entertaining, and inspirational, and it's not intended to be a substitution for professional mental health care. Okay, so color is subjective, and it's how we as individuals distinguish different wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation. Whenever you said that, that wasn't something that I actually thought about whenever I was doing the research that people can see colors differently. Mm-hmm. It's not that didn't cross my mind whenever I was well, researching ha- this. Have you seen those things on Facebook? I think maybe last year it was big where it was yeah. oh is the dress what pink or gray or is it teal or white? That stuff blew my mind yeah. because clearly it's teal. How in the world could you see that as white? Yeah. And people, it was like caused an uproar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's so interesting. Did you look into that at all? How people see col- or perceive colors differently? And not really. It's just, it's basically they're synthesized by our brain. Our brain, it just is trying to distinguish light with different Mm -hmm. wavelengths. That's what's happening. And really, it's just so that we can move through life, right? Like Mm -hmm. we can see, oh, there's a table or oh, there's water or there's a forest or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's based on the photoreceptors or rods in the human eye and how those react to the presence or absence of light. And then there are some people who are colorblind, right? Mm -hmm. Who don't have the ability really to distinguish between different colors. Yeah. And that's so fascinating to me. I just wonder what it's like for those people. I think it's really common in men. I know, I think Matt's dad is colorblind or like has, Mm. which I think means a lot of us think that that means that you can't see color at all. It just means that you get some colors mixed up. Mm -hmm. Some are more muted or you Mm -hmm. don't see a color clearly necessarily yeah yeah i think that's why so if you think about traffic light one of them's always on the top one's always in the middle one's always on the bottom for people who do have trouble distinguishing yeah i think Um, it's more common than we think yeah and i think it's supposed to be more common in men and not so common in women that's not what i went super into in my research it was more of how Different colors potentially affect your mood in different ways. I did that too. It is interesting because it's like music and scent a little bit in that it is very subjective, but there are also colors that we universally as humans gravitate towards. And one of them is blue. And that's because we can all pretty much can agree that blue skies are associated with good weather, are associated with being outside, potentially being happy, 
a lot of times childhood. So blue is one of those colors that amongst all cultures, people pretty much agree is, is positive. And another one is green. And obviously yes. that's, you know, has to do with nature too, that it's yeah. universal, that when you are around, you gravitate towards green. And when you're around green, you feel you're able to be more productive. You mm-hmm. feel calmer, less stressed. So yeah, green and blue are two of those. But I think the reason I brought up how we perceive color differently piece mm-hmm. is, I mean, it really relates to all of this, right? Like even though some colors have certain effects on people. I mean, I guess now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I guess if, if I grew up and that color is what I associate with water, whatever that blue is, even if it's not the same blue as the blue you it's still like it's blue. still blue for you yeah yes yeah <laughs> it's, it's just the, the, the name yeah. it's just what it's called changes mm-hmm. it's not what it looks like to you changes right so there's some other examples of how it might be different between different cultures so mm-hmm. for example the color white in western countries tends to represent purity and innocence, and then seen as a symbol of mourning in some Eastern countries. Another example is sports, for instance. If you grew up or you went to college and you are obsessed with your college's colors and you potentially have a rival school, you might see those colors as negative colors. If you went to UT, you love (laughs) burnt Burnt orange orange. and you think that... (laughs) Red is the ugliest color (laughs) ever. So there were some studies on that about how students from different universities saw other colors. I wonder if that's like a lifelong thing or just while you're kind of in it. Well, some things are lifelong. For instance, you're a Cardinals fan. That's lifelong. It's not just... I mean, usually you in the United States, people are pretty diehard about their sports teams. So I feel like your rivals don't really change with your teams that you love and then the teams Mm -hmm. that you hate. Mm -hmm. So that could be something lifelong. I'm sure there's other non-sports related examples like that where you have preferences towards different colors because they're associated with a company or a team or or something that you don't like. Yeah, it's all about association. I think yes. that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Which is why I feel like we're not doing it as much now consciously and purposely, but you know, it's traditionally been blue for boys and pink mm. for girls and yeah. I read something, did you read that how many years ago actually pink was the color for boys? Oh, no, I and didn't. So, it's really not about boys are drawn to blue. Yeah. It's just that it's like whatever you mm-hmm assigned to them, I guess, you know, then they start to associate that with what they should like, which is bizarre. And so I read that men generally prefer bold colors, colors that are mixed with black, whereas women prefer softer colors, like tints, colors that are mixed with white. Hmm. And I don't know what that's about, if that's the same thing where it's sort of just like what we've been assigned or if that's a natural preference. I can't imagine it would be a natural preference. It feels like in marketing, everything for women is sort of a softer color and men. Isn't that even interesting that we can assign colors, adjectives like softer or rugged or Mm -hmm. manly or feminine? Isn't that weird? 
Yeah. So something that was really interesting to me because it was with music and with scent, it was very much so that you learn this from a very young age and from your culture that this is your music preference. Yes. Or if you have a bad experience with this scent, you're never going to be able to get over that or a positive experience. It's probably always going to be positive for you. But for colors, it's something that can change within minutes, like your color preferences. Right now, you might really be in enjoying this color. And then like in five minutes, your mood might change and now you hate that color. <laughs> so it is subjective in some ways. It's very fluid. Like it can change very frequently your preference to specific colors. It's true. And I don't know if you do this, but I'll wake up and be like, how do I feel today? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I'm going to wear yellow? Or do I feel like I want black or red? It's a feeling. You know, if I want to feel maybe sexy or Mm -hmm. bold, it'll be red. If I want to be professional and classy, maybe it's black. Or if I'm just feeling out there and bubbly or whatever, then it's yellow. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really is. Yeah. I think those are cultural associations with colors, Uh too. There was something that I read that I thought was really, it was talking about all, all the different colors and different preferences. And It said for red, people with a red background behind them, like a red wall Mm -hmm. or red whatever backdrop behind them, as opposed to other colors, were seen as more attractive. Yeah. So it was like one of their suggestions. Power too. Did you see anything about that? It was more power. I think was more the black. Mm. But they said their suggestion was to paint your bedroom red and then people will see you as more attractive (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just thought that was really funny it was like an actual tip here's a weird that seems not legit (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that i did when we were newlyweds we had our first house and we had an accent wall that was painted this like dark Mm. red and we had dark red pillows and it kind of seemed sexy i guess just thinking about interior design it just shows you how much things can evolve and so quickly like if you just think about you know what was popular 10 years ago or 20 years ago oh we hate that now yeah the social construction of what colors mean how Mm -hmm. popular they are all of that changes over time so yeah it really there's no true other than blue and green indulge in a transformative experience that nourishes your mind body and soul each yoga massage session begins with a five-minute deep breathing ritual or a unique themed meditation that helps ground you in the present moment. You'll let your worries float away as you're guided through a series of restorative stretches while a yoga massage therapist provides therapeutic massage and guided meditation. Throughout the session, you'll move into a place of tranquility and relaxation. Visit yomassage.com to learn more about how to find a class or how to become a yoga massage practitioner. So I came across something called chromotherapy. Have you, hmm, did you no, see, I that? see that? It can also be referred to as light therapy or colorology. And it's still used today actually as a holistic or oh, alternative like full, treatment. Full spectrum light? Is that what you're talking about? No. So it's really, I'm not sure exactly how it's used, but it, it was used in several ancient cultures such as the Egyptians and Chinese. They practice these healing, this healing modality. And these are what the colors are associated with. So red was used to stimulate the body and mind to increase circulation. Hmm. Yellow was thought to stimulate 
nerves and purify the body. Orange was used to heal the lungs and increase energy levels. Blue was believed to soothe illness and treat pain. And indigo shades are thought to alleviate skin problems. And it sounds like this is something that is still used today. It's an ancient practice, but in some cultures, they still use it. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's used. If you're just using lights or or using like crystals or Hmm. different things that are that color, if it's a treatment, but... Well, um, you know, I mean, that makes sense. There's... I remember in yoga teacher training, we went through chakras and Mm -hmm. the colors associated with the chakras. And I remember we would do meditations on colors based on what chakra we were working on. Mm -hmm. And so it would be imagine yourself wearing a green shirt surrounded by a green light. The whole guided meditation would be something around the color. So yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah. For sure. There was a study going back to the green, like that's really where the science is, is on the green and blue. And Mm -hmm. basically, I thought this was pretty fascinating. So these students were given like a really boring task that was supposed to just totally make them like zone out and Mm -hmm. not really be able to concentrate anymore. Some students were looking at a concrete roof while they were doing it. And other students were looking at a green roof. And the students who looked at the green roof made fewer errors and had overall better concentration. Mm. We did a a podcast on nature and the benefits of nature. And in that podcast, we found that you don't actually have to be in nature. You can literally just be looking at a a picture picture. or being Mm. around green just makes a big difference. They've said if you have green offices, the walls are painted green, that there are higher rates of job satisfaction. Mm. And consumers have been shown to spend more time shopping in stores that are painted green. Hmm. But I think all of that you kind of have to take with a grain of salt because a lot of what I read was around marketing and color and branding and color. And basically, it's just how you associate the color, how you portray that color. Mm -hmm. It's not really about the color itself. Yeah. So some of the studies, and again, there's not a ton of research on colors. Like All these studies are pretty small, but just some of the little things that they found from smaller studies are warm colored placebo pills. Did you see this one? No, but I was just going to bring up warm versus cool colors. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say. So warm colored placebo pills were reported as being more effective than cool colored placebo Hmm. pills. So warm colors are like reds and then cool colors are like blues and yellows. And greens, yeah. So another thing was blue colored streetlights led to reduced crime. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Weird. So again, like these are very small studies, so it's not extremely conclusive, but still it's interesting. It said red caused people to react with greater speed and force. And then black uniforms in sports were likely to receive more penalties than other colored uniforms. Yeah. Some other things were if students saw red before a test, it hurt their performance. Seeing the color red, I think because most people associate that with a, oh, like a teacher. Oh, like the red pen. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the red marking your so paper. So that out. hurt their performance. And then there was another study. In 71 U.S. colleges, students were presented with a participant number colored either red, green, 
or black before taking the test. So it was just a number, but they were really trying to figure out as if the color had anything to do with their test performance. And the results revealed that the students who were presented with the color red before taking the test scored 20% lower than the students presented with green and black. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Wow. So when I was looking at the difference between warm and cool colors, it was more around how we feel with those Mm. colors. So people legitimately feel like a warmer temperature. Yes, I saw that. When they're around warm colors. So if you live in a cold climate, painting your house with warm colors Mm. really makes you feel warmer (laughs) during those cold times and vice versa. So this is going to date me a little bit, I think. But when I was a kid, I don't know, I was probably like in fourth grade or something. We did a birthday party where I think it was Mary Kay or some beauty whatever (laughs) came And she had these color palettes and they were warm and cool colors and she would have fabrics and place them against your skin and like, oh, you're a warm, you need warm colors on Uh you or you need cool colors. They look better on you, which I still don't, I I don't don't know what I am. I don't don't know that, but I know they do that with hair too. It's like, oh, your Mm. skin tone is this. So you should have this hair color. I, I don't know what color I am. I think there might be something to it. I just I don't get it. I, don't I just don't know it. what yeah. color I am. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes don't process. Yeah. <laughs> the studies are mostly with marketing and interior design and related to yes. color. And yeah, something that does come up a lot, especially in the interior design is warm versus cool colors Mm -hmm. and how those make you feel. I think that most of these are Western studies. I'm not sure how, if it's universal across all cultures. Well, I mean, I would imagine, I know I bring up Africa a lot, but it's just such a different culture than we have here. And it's so colorful. Mm -hmm. There are textiles and fabrics and they're just vibrant Mm -hmm. and mix of all these different colors. And for me, like, I love it. I am drawn to that. It's beautiful and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel happy and energized. And and I would imagine if you grew up around that and then you came somewhere where it's like Scandinavia, where it's like, yeah, Scandinavia. Or I feel like even here in big cities, there's a lot of gray and minimalist and maybe like a pop of color here and there. That's sort of what's more in style or right now, right? Yeah, because like in the 70s, there were a lot of colors used in design. Orange and green and and brown. And and like wallpaper too, when that was a thing. The house I grew up in was, I don't know if this is because it was Arizona, it was Southwest. Do you remember those Southwest colors? It was like really light pink and Mm, cream and purpley. Yeah. Oof. (laughs) Definitely not (laughs) what I would prefer now. But yeah, so I mean, and if you think about hospitals, they're very monotone Mm -hmm. and drab colors. And that would be something so simple to change. And I actually do think that they are looking at that now and changing something so simple that isn't going to make a big difference in Mm -hmm. cost, but can really change how people feel in an environment. So have you ever worked in an office with cubicles where it's just no walls are painted, the cubicles like gray and black, the chairs are gray, Mm -hmm. you just feel going in there, you know? Yeah, I think there's definitely something to it. And yeah, I think so for some takeaways, Just think about the space that you're surrounding yourself with and take the time to 
do some of these little things like maybe bring in some more plants or some pictures of nature. If you're not, if you don't see nature outside your window, you know, try to bring some nature in, bring some green colors in, maybe blues, but really just it's about your color preferences too. So what colors you're drawn to. Yeah. And that could change. That's what I was going to say is identify what certain colors mean to you and how they make you feel and then Mm -hmm. consciously try to incorporate them, whether you can paint a wall or not. I mean, think about it in terms of your wardrobe, your jewelry, any accents you have in your Mm -hmm. office. It's not just about painting a wall. You can do it in a lot of different ways, throw pillows, art, whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. I think that if you don't know where to start, it could be good to stick with green and blue because for me, especially as a kid, I remember I painted my room blue. I painted in my room yellow. Then I painted it pink. You go through and I think it happens even as an adult. You're like, I just want to change everything Yeah, totally. (laughs) So if you think about some of the colors that are universal, like greens and blues, you might be less likely to want to change that potentially. Hmm. But design, I guess, goes in and out of style. So just always try to pick what feels good for you and what makes you happy. In addition to the signature Yo Massage class, Yo Massage offers other specialized experiences such as energetic Yo Massage. In an energetic Yo Massage class, your practitioner will combine a traditional Yo Massage session with our signature energy work ritual and a healing and transformative mind-body-soul experience. As you find rest and relaxation and restorative stretches and get lost in mind-opening meditations, your practitioner will provide an enlightening, energetic experience. You'll leave this session feeling a true sense of transformation and tranquility. For more information, visit yomassage.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen. To learn more about today's topic, check out yomassage.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week.